When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This is Unsportsmanlike with Chris Canty, Evan Cohen, and Michelle Smallman. Ray Lewis was coming like he was he was a guy that would take on the blocker and shed him and then make the tackle. I don't what know. was that? I don't know. Smalls, can you do it? No, that was more like a dog. That sounds like Scooby-Doo. <laughs> Sports we like here on ESPN Radio, presented by Progressive Insurance. I'm never going to live that down, am I? I hope not. <laughs> not, a, not, if the crew, not if the crew back in Bristol is doing their job, you're not. That's for sure. It is Unsportsmanlike with Evan Candy and Michelle coming to you live from the Seaport, brought to you by Grey Goose. Boy, the this- early nominee for the Unsportsmanlike moment of today's show. Oh, no, it's over. I think it's, it's a lot. It's, 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 it's not it's, even like... It's over? I mean, you okay. like winning. You won. I won. Yeah. 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 I mean, I'm just yeah. saying. They, yeah. no, but I, did I really win, though? I don't know. Let's hear. Did I really did win? Did you win? Did you win? Ooh. No? Ew. Ew. Yeah, I don't know. Ew. Ew. I think you won. <laughs> um, I am still surprised as we sit here hours after the fact. I am still surprised that the Chicago Bears won last How? Night. How, Sway? How did that I, happen? I, I don't understand they this. They snapped. They snapped. I, but I, I didn't see this coming at all. A lot of times you'll say, okay, maybe this team could pull off an upset. And it's not that the commanders are, you know, the uh, Doug Williams commanders, right? We understand they're not some unbelievable team here. But but CC said that they were a playoff team. You know, they've been playing well up until this point. But have they now? Please don't repeat that, (laughs) Smalls. Have they? My my credibility goes away every time you you utter those words. Hmm, No wonder why he's wanted to stick to the Bears. He comes in today. He's like, how can I deflect? No, but I got a big Justin Fields take that deflects everything. The past two weeks, he was with that. But they do have a losing record. I mean, if we're going to focus for a second on the commanders part of it, they are now two and three. And it's weird to think that after as horrific as the Giants have been this season, um, if the Giants are to beat the Dolphins this weekend, which will not happen, but hypothetically, if they do, they have the same record as the commanders. You talk about two different ways of getting there. My God, the commanders glass half full, Giants glass half empty. And they even had the commanders, the owner of the team, one of the owners, Magic Johnson, who's walking Wikipedia Tweet at Magic Johnson. Tonight, the Commanders played with no intensity or fire. We didn't compete in the first half and got down 27-3 heading into halftime. It was too big of a hole to climb out of, and that is why we ended up losing 40-20. First part, somebody hacked him. Second part is Magic Johnson, it feels like. He's never critical of anyone. And Sam Howell has been beat up. We see this stat on ESPNU. Sacked the most times through five games since 1963 in NFL history. David Carr had it twice with the Texans. And Sam Howell this year, 29, um, compared to the 30 and 31 for Carr. So they are in an interesting spot right now. And all of our hype around Eric Bieniemy, we may need to pause on for one week. 
doesn't mean we can't regroup next week. Yeah, I don't, I don't think it's a matter of Eric Bieniemy not doing his job. I mean, Sam Howell is on pace to get sacked over 100 times, and if you watch the games, this dude is holding the ball forever and a day. That's why I compare him to Drew Bledsoe, because you're going to have one of three things happen every time you drop back. It's going to be a completion, a pick, or a sack. There is no incompletion. There is no other alternative. Sam Howell has to get the ball out of his hands quicker and not put this team – put this offense in positions where it's second and long, third and long. Now, to the commander's aspect of it, they are awful in the first half of football games. I mean, absolutely atrocious. They had to come from behind against the Arizona Cardinals. They had to come from behind against the Denver Broncos. Uh, I mean, the only game where we saw the commanders actually get out to a lead was against Philadelphia. And that was an overtime game. But think about the they got blown out at home against the Buffalo Bills. This is a team that has to have a, a, a greater sense of urgency if they're going to realize the potential that they have. They have the talent, but it's a matter of them being able to put it together. It's a matter of the coaching staff being able to get them to play inspired football. But having the worst first-half scoring differential, the second worst, to the New York Giants, it's not great. So I think that there should be more heat turned up on the people in the building with the commanders, and everybody needs to take a closer look at what's going on with their coaching staff and Ron Rivera. All right, well, the bigger story is obviously Justin Fields. No doubt. And he looked awesome on a standalone game last night, Thursday night football. He looked absolutely, in that moment, for one game, like a franchise quarterback. He looked like the guy that they thought they were trading up to draft. He did not look like the guy in full that we've seen through two and a half years as the quarterback of the Chicago Bears. They, as a team, obviously put forth a winning effort. Justin Fields had four touchdowns. He's got eight touchdown passes over the five, the last two games. But if we are going to be fair, the Justin Fields we saw last night has not been the Justin Fields we've seen over the course of two and a half years here. And that may have been the anomaly. With all that said, our question of the day and the big theme that everybody's been hot on today, is he the guy or should they sell high? They should trade him. I mean, his value is not going to be greater than what it was coming off of last night's game and what we've seen over the course of the last two games. Since the Denver Broncos game to last night, you're talking about a guy that combined 43-64, of 67% completion percentage, eight touchdowns, and 617 passing yards. Justin Fields' value across the league won't be higher than what it is right now. And if you've already made the decision that this guy – based on what's available in the draft this upcoming year and based on what you've seen over the last two and a half years, if you've made the decision that you might want to think about potentially move on from Justin Fields, if that even is something that you're continuing to entertain after you passed on all the quarterbacks in the 2023 draft class, then you have to absolutely make that decision now. I don't think this is a a, a world where you play out the string and let Justin Fields play I think you got to look at potentially trying to sell him right now to a team that's desperate to upgrade a quarterback. If for no other reason, you can't jeopardize him getting hurt and not getting the return on the investment. I'm a little bit more reluctant to move on from Justin Fields if I'm the Chicago Bears, but I'm also thinking, is Matt Eberflus really going to be the guy moving forward? No. Like, If there's going to be a regime change, no. do you really want to put him through another change and and disrupt his growth further? I know if he goes to another team, there's gonna he's obviously going to have a new coach, a new scheme, etc., but in Chicago specifically, how do you really, in good faith, say, I know that by making another change and sticking with Justin Fields, that the end result is going to be positive? It's likely not. Well, here's not. the thing. If you're going to 
change coaches, doesn't it make sense to allow that coach to pick his quarterback? Of course. Yeah, I mean, why wouldn't That's you want I mean, your head yeah. coach? Why wouldn't you want your head coach and your quarterback on the same timeline? And then when you think about the contract that Justin Fields is playing on, he's only got one more year on his rookie deal, and then you're talking about the fifth year option and having to potentially extend him. Why do you want to pay a quarterback? top-of-the-market money when you can reset the clock when it comes to the contract at the quarterback position. I mean, one of the most valuable commodities, matter of fact, the most valuable commodity in the NFL is having a quarterback on a rookie contract because you give yourself a chance of that quarterback exceeding the value of that deal and the value of his cap allocation. So, Ev, to me, this is a no-brainer from the Chicago Bears. The odds of Justin Fields showing you something that would make you decide to pass on what's available in the 2024 draft class, a class with Caleb Williams, a class with Drake May, a class with Michael Penix Jr., a class potentially with Shador Sanders. The odds of Justin Fields playing well enough to get you to pass on that class after you just passed on C.J. Stroud, Anthony Richardson, and Bryce Young, slim to none, which is why I say go ahead and trade him now and move off of him because if you're going to deal with an if on whether or not my quarterback can get it done, at least I can deal with the if of drafting a guy in 2024 and that guy being significantly cheaper. This statement has maybe never been made in our lifetime about the Bears. I think the Bears are in really good shape. Uh, (laughs) Wow. Okay, now here's why. Let me explain it. Here's why. Everything that all of us are saying can actually simultaneously happen, right? CC says trade him because you're not going to pass on the quarterbacks in the draft. Okay? You want to reset the financial timeline. It's going to count the same next year, but what it's not going to count the same for is years moving forward because then you have to pay Fields a ton of money, which you will not if you have a four- or five-year deal on a rookie quarterback. Okay, so how do you do all of this at once? You keep Fields for the rest of the season. You let the, the Panthers stink, which they do. You take their pick. You draft a quarterback with their pick. And then with the field situation, you trade him after the season. Okay, a couple of things with trading him after the season. First of all, there's no guarantee that Justin Fields is going to stay hurt. He's never played a full season in the NFL. He's the most hit quarterback since he's come into the league. So there's that aspect of it. Second part is teams that are looking to make moves in the offseason – are they going to be as desperate when they have more options as teams in the middle of the season that are looking to upgrade? Think about this. The Atlanta Falcons are desperate right now because if Arthur Smith don't win this this year, they're going to fire him. He's gone. Big time. And Desmond Ritter ain't the dude. If you watch what happened to him in the Jazz game, absolutely abysmal. Like when you look at some of these other places – that could potentially get to the postseason if they upgraded at quarterback play, Justin Fields would be a viable option. So much so that you might be able to get a second-round pick, that you might be able to get multiple mid-round picks. I don't know that Justin Fields' trade value is going to be as high in the 2024 offseason because teams will have more options. 100% fair. The, there is an opposite. There, The opposite is... Imagine if he's the guy from last night, then his trade value could be high. Now, body of evidence would suggest he's not going to be. be. Right, I know. But but having the second pick with such a bad team in Carolina throws this whole thing up. It's a fascinating debate, right, as to is he the guy or do you sell high? But I'm so surprised that after what we saw last night and, and really what we've seen over the last five days, there have been so many people that have pivoted from Oh, yeah, Justin Fields has always been, he, like, from we want to get rid of this guy that the Bears are a dumpster fire to, oh, yeah, Justin Fields has always been the dude, and he's a potential MVP of this league, and, and we're going to stay with him. It's just everything around. It's amazing how the narrative shifts, how the storylines have shifted, and how everybody is essentially doing a 
180 because there were so many questions about what was going on with the Bears, and Justin Fields was right there front and center. It feels like it was yesterday when we were saying this is the dude that's throwing the coaching staff under the bus because they got him thinking too much. Well, it was yesterday. But that's, yeah. my, but that's my point. It literally and, and was now, And now we're yeah. saying, oh, no, Justin Fields has always been the guy. Right. It's because of everything around him right. that he's been so inconsistent. What has to be said is what we've said. He was unbelievable last night. He was a franchise quarterback last night. He has not been a franchise quarterback the totality of his career so far. Omar in Chicago joins us in the Dr. Pepper call in line watching on ESPNU. What's up, Omar? Hey, what's up? Um, I got a problem with Kansi. Okay. Kansi is said he's talking about uh, Justin Fields being hurt. He missed two games last season. His first season, he didn't even play the whole – he didn't even start the whole season. Yeah, he hadn't been. He hadn't played a whole season. I, I I don't understand what you're talking about. He hadn't played a whole season. But as far as these college quarterbacks, I mean, yeah, Caleb Williams looked good in college, but it's college. I mean, I, 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 well, where Chicago, do you want them to draft them like, from? Like the CFL. Fields. I'm sorry. No, go ahead. Go ahead. What's your point? No, my, my my point is that I feel that we have a I, I feel that we have a quarterback, and all we need uh, we, we got a we got a number one receiver. And you talk about his, his passes. Mooney was never even a number two receiver in Chicago fans, but Mooney is a flat third receiver. The the, uh, the coach now the coach needs to go because oh, he can't oh, even Omar, use Omar, his Omar, 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 Omar. You you said you think we have a quarterback. It's year three. <laughs> You need to know you have a quarterback before you're going to pass on another crop of quarterbacks coming out of college. That's the point that we're making. Yeah, we think we got a quarterback. It's all well and good. But if you pass on another group of quarterbacks at the top of next year's draft, then what you are saying is I'm signing up to pay Justin Fields $45, $46, $47 million a year. Are, are you willing to sign up? Are you willing to risk your job paying Justin Fields that amount of money? Because paying him that amount of money means that he can be a force multiplier, means that he can make things go even when everything around him isn't ideal, i.e. coaching, i.e. receivers, i.e. offensive line. He hasn't been able to do that in his first three years, and it's reflected in the record. He started 25 games and only won six of them. They had a 14-game losing streak before last night. What the hell are you people talking about? Coming up next, Joe Fortenbaugh, Carlin versus Joe, Daily Wager. He'll join us on Sportsmanlike ESPN Radio. Have you ridden an electric e-bike yet? You need to check out electric e-bikes today. The number one selling e-bike in America. Two things stand out that bikers love about electric. Number one, the majority of their models come pre-assembled, so you don't need to be a bike savant to ride them. Number two. Electric wants to empower riders to spend more time exploring outside on their bikes, so they've made range a priority. Long-range batteries allow riders to hit typically around 65 miles of range or up to 150 miles on some models. Bonus! Electric has purposefully priced their bikes to be affordably awesome, so you don't have to break the bank to get these sweet rides. See why people who have made the switch to electric bikes have fallen in love with biking again by visiting electricebikes.com. That's L-E-C-T-R-I-C, ebikes.com. We all know breakfast is an important part of your day, but sometimes when you're traveling for business, you end up staying at a hotel that doesn't offer any. You know what happens? You grab a cup of coffee and skip the meal entirely. We've all been there. But if you book a room at La Quinta by Wyndham, you can enjoy their free bright side breakfast featuring delicious baked goods, fruit, eggs, yogurt, and waffles. And really, who doesn't want to start their day with a fresh, hot waffle? Tonight, La Quinta, tomorrow you shine. Book direct at LQ.com. 
This is the Unsportsmanlike podcast on ESPN Radio. It is Unsportsmanlike on ESPN Radio, presented by Progressive Insurance, along with Michelle Smallman, Chris Canty, Evan Cohen, with you. Tune in for Football Action Sunday as the Steelers host the Ravens. Coverage begins at noon Eastern on select ESPN Radio stations. Of course, all the baseball will be on there as well this weekend, all the playoff baseball on ESPN Radio. Joining us now, you hear him on ESPN Radio, weekdays noon until 3 Eastern time with Chris Carlin. Carlin versus Joe. It is Joe Fortenbonny joins us now, Joe, let's start with the London game. The Jaguars have been there all week. Does it give them an advantage, and where would you go, Jaguars and Bills, on Sunday? Jeez, right to business, Cohen. No, hey, how are you? <laughs> no, thanks for coming on. Just nah, right to business. Nah, nah, I'm good. I'm good on right. that. Yeah, right. I can understand that. Yeah. I, I appreciate the brevity. <laughs> yeah. I'm not one for small talk either. We had a neighborhood gathering last Sunday night. The weather's finally cool here in Las Vegas, so the parents make s'mores in the streets. Ooh, the kids fine. are running around. I was out there for like three minutes, and my wife gives me this look, and I'm like, I'm going back inside. I went in <laughs> to watch the Jets and the Chiefs. I was like, I can't do the small talk. So... I can appreciate that, and I can give you an answer to your question. I like Jacksonville here, plus the five and a half. I know a lot of people will look at that and they'll say, how could you possibly want to get behind the Jaguars? couple factors here. Number one, they've stayed in London for the week. Now, I don't think that's a huge advantage, but they're familiar with the game. They're familiar with the territory, the area. Maybe they don't get caught up in all of the sights and the sounds. The focus that needs to be there, I think, is there. You got a nine-hour flight from Buffalo over to London to get ready for this game against a good opponent. But the big factor in this whole thing is not only the injuries to the Buffalo secondary. We don't know about Jordan Poyer just yet. We do know Tredavious White is out for the season. Buffalo is off a monster win over Miami. Huge statement win. I could see a possible letdown coming after something like that. You're riding high. You think you're on top of the world. Boom, you go to London. Your body clocks are off a little bit, and the Jaguars punch in the mouth. So I'll take Jacksonville plus the five and a half. Joe, now to the best rivalry in all of the National Football League. The Ravens are in Pittsburgh taking on the Steelers. The line is at four. Some places that have it at four and a half. I'm curious from your perspective, how do you see this game uh, against the spread? Because this is a, a series in the last five games where the winning team hasn't scored more than 20 points and all of them are one possession game. So the four and, four and a half seems a little tricky to me. How would you see this game? How would you bet this game? Uh, my card in the NFL this week is very ugly. It is not for the faint of heart. If you think I'm going to come on here and give you some nice rosy picks, uh, you got another thing coming. You And the thing is, in, in betting, you should feel a little bit uncomfortable with your pick. If, if you aren't feeling at least a little bit of discomfort going into the game, you're doing it wrong. If you go in, I, I, how many people do you think were riding high laying six with Washington last night? Right? <laughs> yeah. Thinking that there's no chance the Bears give them a fight at all. So you got to feel a little discomfort. This is probably the most discomfort I'm going to feel this week. I am taking Pittsburgh plus the four. couple ways I look at it. Number one, there are point spreads in Vegas that come out for games like 10 days in advance, 11 days in advance. They're called the look-ahead line. So Wednesday of this coming week, you will get point spreads for week seven. You'll always get them on Wednesday for the following week's games. These can be useful because you see what the bookmakers are thinking. Then the games take place that Sunday. Then the new point spread comes out. And you can compare, and you can see if there's an overreaction, and underreaction. You can get behind the mind of the bookmaker, and this can be a useful piece of information. Well, the point spread for this game on the look-ahead was Baltimore minus 2.5. 
Then the Steelers go out and get whooped by Houston. Baltimore wins their game big against Cleveland. And now the point spread comes back out at four. Now that's a one and a half point move. It might not seem like a lot, but it's through the key number of three, which is very important. We've gone all the way through the key number of three. And we have a situation where the total for this game is like 38. So the bookmakers are telling you it's going to be a very low scoring game. I can get a dog with four points in my pocket. Those four are far more valuable in a low scoring game like this than they would be in a high scoring game with a total of 55. So back to the issue at hand. Key stat here. In the history of the rivalry between John Harbaugh and Mike Tomlin, the underdog in that rivalry is 22 Six and one against the spread. That's darn near 80%. I see it as a tight game. I think Pittsburgh has a tough week of practice given how bad they looked at Houston. Maybe the Ravens win it, but I'll take the four with the Steelers. Where's your comfort level in betting Cowboys 49ers, Joe? Because I think the line's at four there as well, and you could really make an argument for either team in this one. Nicely done, Smallman. And may I say, best question of the three so far. Nice, tight, and to the point. Canty was rambling on forever. It was an awful question. It finally got to his point. Cohen comes in. In as a host, not even polite at all to his guests to thank them busy, for their time. I, I, I know you're busy. You're, you're yeah. so gracious to give us your time. I'm trying to let you go about your day after you give us this information. There we go. And, and that's what I'm talking about. Gracious. That is a great word to define Joe Fortenball. Gracious. One of <laughs> many great adjectives. You're giving you us a lot use. here, Joe. Thank you so much. Uh, that, this is another uncomfortable game. I, I would play the Cowboys plus the four here. I think this is going to be a very pros versus Joes type of matchup where you see the public lining up on the Niners who have looked fantastic and you end up seeing the sharp guys line up on the Cowboys in fact we're starting to see that the fours are starting to disappear it's coming back down to three and a half which is a very nice indicator of where the where the buy point is for the professionals they are getting on behind I'm not saying all of them but they're getting behind Dallas at four which is why it's coming down to three and a half tightly contested game in my opinion two very good defenses I love what Brock Purdy's doing every time I say this I have to couch it because I don't want people to think I'm knocking him but he hasn't really faced elite pass rush throughout the course of the season he's going to face that in this game and I don't think he's going to look as good as we've seen naturally that's what happens to any great player when you go against a great defense you're probably going to struggle a little bit there's nothing wrong with that that's what makes the other team great they're going to be able to stop you in some regard so I see him coming down to earth a little bit maybe a turnover or two Uh, Dallas has a better offensive line than the Niners I know we're worried about Prescott and the mistakes, but four points here. I, I could see this game, San Francisco up 10 late, and the, the Cowboys backdoor it with a late garbage touchdown to get inside the number. So I'm playing Dallas here. Canty, we're done with him now, right? Yeah, I'm done. Yeah, yeah, I'm, done. done with him. I'm done. Yeah, Joe, you're the best. This picture is ridiculous, too. All the games yeah, we're asking him about, he's just giving us the underdog. Yeah, like, it's cool. absolutely okay. ridiculous. Yeah, I'm, sorry. I'm just going to give you the Do you underdog. Want to, I want to stroke just, your ego. Yeah, Are you upset just, I didn't we're play We're going to go with all underdogs this week. And you should be just a little bit uncomfortable. You see, I frames the narrative well, we're good. you should just we're be a little uncomfortable with your picks yeah, and we're, done. we're gonna take all underdogs yeah, you know hang up Carlin, then, Cohen. Carlin. if you're done why don't you hang up then? i actually because don't know i'm still to, here i don't know we, how we to wish exactly. we could hang up <laughs> you know i we wish we could get rid of you like you got rid of your mustache i don't know where the button is yeah i know same feeling do you know where it is i have no idea can somebody tell us where these buttons are all right i guess you can listen to joe carlin let carlin deal with him noon until three carlin versus joe today and daily wager we're done with him done with him all right, we're good, right? I guess we're going to make our picks coming up. wonder what those picks may look like coming up next. What do you guys think? What no games idea. What games do you want to pick as part of the ESPN Pick'em Challenge? Hmm. Maybe we should do the Jaguars, Bills, Ravens, Steelers, Cowboys, Niners. Just throwing maybe, that out just there. Maybe. Just maybe. throwing maybe. that out there. Maybe. Just throwing that out there. It's on Sportsmanlike on ESPN Radio.
Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21-plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. We all carry around different stressors. I do, you do, we all do. Big, small. And when we keep them bottled up, as I sometimes have had happen in the past, it can start to affect us negatively. Therapy is a safe space to get things off your chest and to figure out how to work through whatever's weighing you down. It's helpful for learning positive coping skills and how to set boundaries. It empowers you to be the best version of yourself. It isn't just for those who have experienced major trauma. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists anytime for no additional charge. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash unsportsmanlike today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash unsportsmanlike. This is the Unsportsmanlike podcast on ESPN Radio. This is a challenge. Challenge. This is ESPN Radio's Pick'em Challenge. It is Unsportsmanlike here on ESPN Radio, presented by Progressive Insurance, along with Michelle Smallman, Chris Canty, Evan Cohen with you. Each and every week we go up against our teammates here at ESPN Radio. Game night in first place with Q Myers and Emmett Golden and company. Man, Nine and three. It. They're crushing it. Well, they, remember, they picked the games after they happen. So they picked <laughs> Thursday night football last night after the Bears win. They then picked the Bears. Monday night football, they pick it after the game's over. So they cheat a little bit. Carlin versus Joe with Chris Carlin and that other guy. Uh, Freddie and Harry. Uh, so th- those two shows are at nine and three. Game night, of course, and Carlin versus Joe. Freddie and Harry with the great Freddie Coleman. Harry Douglas, eight and four. Um, unsportsmanlike, us, seven and five. Amber and Ian, six and six. And Greeny is three and nine on Oof. the year. Very surprising considering Hembo is a stat whiz and genius with all that stuff that maybe there's some performance enhancements by Hembo. But obviously, that has not happened as they are 3-9 and nine <laughs> on the season so far. So we pick three games. We go up against our teammates here at ESPN Radio. We start with the Jaguars and Bills, minus 5.5 for Buffalo. They are the favorites in London. Yeah, this is a spot where I like the Buffalo Bills, and I wouldn't mind laying the five and a half. But I can see a case being made because the Jaguars have been in that environment before mm-hmm. and because they've been over there for a couple of weeks now being acclimated to it. There's a lot of new when it comes to that for the Bills going over there just in the middle of the season coming off of a huge win where they dismantled the Miami Dolphins. Maybe this might be a little bit of a letdown spot. So I could see a case being made for the Jacksonville Jaguars. I'm open to wherever you guys want to go, but I actually like the Buffalo Bills laying the points here. I don't know. The travel component and the acclimation is such a big component in all of this. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I don't know, guys, where to go. Because I want to say the Bills, obviously, at face value. Yeah. But I could also see the Jags do it to the Bills with the Bills to the Dolphins. And this being that wake-up moment for the Bills, even though I guess they already had it at the beginning of the so season. So here, here's the question. Mike Lombardi, former NFL GM, 
put it out daily, Coach. Put it out there this week. I thought it was the best comparison I've heard so far for Josh Allen. I'm going to bring up the comparison. You have to tell me what happens, and then I'll make my pick. He said Josh Allen needs to be more of a point guard than a shooting guard. The shooting guard is trying to score every single time. That's yeah. their job. The point guard is trying to distribute and let everyone else score. You anticipate Josh Allen Sunday morning to be a point guard or a shooting guard? I think he's going to be a point guard. Then pick the Bills. That's let's how go with I the Bills. Say. Let's lay the five and a half. And, and I like the Jaguars, but if you're telling me that, then that's where my mind is going to go on that one. All right, next one. Your Ravens favored by four on the road at the Steelers. Remember last week or this past week on Monday, we sat here. People go on the ESPN app and listen to our podcast. We played that Mike Tomlin sound Monday or Tuesday, whatever, saying there's going to be changes. Yeah. We haven't actually seen those changes. Yeah. We've said he's not going to make a spectacle of them because he's Mike Tomlin. He's sure. not throwing anybody under the bus. Do we expect changes, and if so, enough to cover? Well, if you're going to make some changes, I don't know if this is the week you want to do it. This is the best rivalry in pro football. Mm-hmm. And no matter what Mike Tomlin is talking about changing, it ain't going to change what this game is going to look like. This is going to be an old-school slobber knocker. Like, this is going to be physical. The last five meetings between these teams, the winner has not scored more than 20 points. It will be low scoring. It will be closely contested. But give me the quarterback that's better. That is Lamar Jackson. He's healthy, which is the first time we can say that in a long time about him in a Steelers-Ravens game. And then the quarterback for the Steelers, Kenny Pickett being a little bit banged up, gives gives me confidence in this Baltimore Ravens team. Another thing that people got to look at, the Ravens defense is really, really good. They're a top five defense in yards and points and have been such since they traded for Roquan Smith last year. That defense is going to give that Steelers offense all kinds of problems. And guess what? I don't think Lamar, Lamar and that Ravens offense is going to spot the Steelers any points by turnovers or, um, and being able to get cheap scores. So I love the Ravens. Uh, of course, I'm not I'm not, I'm not. completely objective in this, but I love the Ravens, and I'll lay the four points. On rivalry week, can we really have the Raven on set and not go with the Ravens? So you're saying trust the Raven or quote the Raven nevermore, whatever that line is? That's what we're going to do here? Isn't that some line? It's a wrestling line. I have no idea what you're talking about I was like, what is that, Walt Whitman? Pat Costello Costello knows what I'm talking about. There's a wrestler, the Raven, who said that. Anyway, all right. Cowboys at Niners. Niners are favored by four. You guys got to know wrestling better. Come on now. Uh, Do we? Yeah, I think so. Historically. I've would, never watched wrestling a day in my life, not once. You did growing up. Didn't oh, I you? love wrestling. Yeah. yeah. NWO, WWF, yeah, all of that stuff. There we go. There we go. There we go. Too sweet. All right, Cowboys at Niners. Niners favored by four. Smalls, where are we going? We got to go one? with the Niners, right, guys? I know that Jerry Jones has put put it, the edict out there for Dak Prescott. He said he's going to be better, no turnovers. I just think the 49ers are too good. We got to go with them, right? Veto. We're not going with the 49ers. No, and you said I had one this you week. Do. You said you I had a veto based on Ravens Browns last I week. Know. And you guys wanted the Browns. I wanted the Ravens. It didn't work out for us. Oh, I'm choosing to use my veto on this one. We are going with the Cowboys. Wow. We're going to make this a canty, can't lose game. You know why? Because the Cowboys have been chirping all week about how this is a bigger than just a regular season game. Jerry Jones saying there's no reason if we maximize Dak, we can't go out there and get a win. Jonathan Jonathan Hankins and Michael Parsons, oh, man, I can't get any sleep. The preparation, this is going to be crazy. This is not a normal week. All of that talking, y'all got to go out there and back it up. Not, not, not we want to see you. You have to go out there and back it up. Drake got a line that says, you know, it's real when you are who you think you are. Well, what happens if the Cowboys go out there and find out they're not who they thought they were? And they get smoked by the 49ers. I don't think we can live in that world because it would be a full meltdown of the Dallas Cowboys fan base. So for that reason, that reason alone, I'm taking the Dallas Cowboys 
plus the four points. And guess what, Smalls? What? Here's the silver lining. If they don't win, we get to crush them on Monday. <laughs> That's the great part about it. If they don't win, we crush them on Monday. That's right. So make it a canty, can't lose. We're going to take the Cowboys and the four points. Thank you very much. They win. We get to say we told you so. They were finally going to do it. They lose. Guess what? We'll crush them on Monday. Ev, he does get the veto. So what happens if the veto goes wrong? Do we then the Smalls and I get the veto now in return? Yes. Yes. Okay. So yes. you can use so you it's so the veto actually could theoretically be every week. Yes, we are going to have the veto every week, and I'm well, gonna, not not if you get it right. Not if I get it right. But, right. So if you get yeah. it wrong, no, no, no. But you keep the veto though. Right. So if you get it right, then you keep veto power. Got it. It's like the cha- coach's challenge. Right. Got you know, it. Like if okay. you challenge and you're successful, you get an extra challenge. So I mean, if the Niners exactly. win by more than four, Smalls and I get the veto for next week if we want to pick against something that you pick. Yes. Got it. Done. By the way, Love there's that. one other. We got to get the gavel too. The gavel? Oh, yeah. We have to get the gavel. Yeah, well, we also need fine. to get the jar Bang. that we've been talking about. The jar, yeah, the, the bad take jar? Yeah. The bad take jar. Yeah, we can do that. I need to no, put not it. for picks, though. Not for not, picks. No, no, picks no, are too hard. <laughs> Against the spread, picks are too you hard. You want to put your dollar in for the commanders? For no, the no I'm, I'm all good on that. By that does way. not count against our pickup challenge. <laughs> Got it. It does okay. not count. No. All right. Um, you know, one note as we head into this weekend with the NFL, one game that we haven't really discussed much, because I think there's an assumption that um, – yeah, I think CC's team, one of his teams, is going to lose. The New York Giants to the Miami Dolphins. The Dolphins coming off of a loss, motivated, great offense, whole deal. Well, the Dolphins are going up against the Giants, led by their defensive coordinator, Wink Martindale. And um, he met with the media yesterday and discussed his preparation for the Dolphins. Take a listen. Well, my wife uh, called me last night before she went to bed. She she's said she was worried about me. She said, are you getting any sleep? I said, yeah, I'm sleeping like a baby. Every two hours I wake up and cry and... <laughs> go to the bathroom and try to go back and get some more sleep. That's a confident coach going up against the <laughs> Dolphins this weekend. <laughs> Wouldn't they make you cry, were, though? Were there were there teams that you would play that would keep you up at night that you'd be like, okay, I like I can't sleep getting ready for this game at any point? Oh, yeah. I mean, playing against Michael Vick, Ooh. yeah, that's going to keep you up because you just didn't know what he was going to do. Like, he's a guy that struck fear in the hearts of defensive linemen just because you know this dude can get out. Now, he's one of the most sat quarterbacks all time in the NFL, but you also know that at any given moment, Michael Vick can make a game-changing play, whether he's with the Falcons, whether he was the Eagles. Unfortunately, I had to play against him in both stops, and that dude was a problem. I remember 2010 in MetLife Stadium, we're up by three touchdowns against the Philadelphia Eagles. And here comes Michael Vick in the Eagles on a comeback in the second half. And the exclamation point on it was Deshaun Jackson housing a punt return for a touchdown after Tom Coughlin told Matt Dodge not to punt on the damn ball. I still remember Coughlin slamming the clipboard when Deshaun Jackson (laughs) broke the first wave. But that just showed, like, Michael Vick was just that dangerous. He was a guy that scared the hell out of defenses, defensive linemen, defensive players in general, and defensive coordinators. And you wouldn't be able to do anything normal against him, right? Because he was so abnormal in his abilities. No, the whole game plan is around how do we keep Michael Vick in the pocket. Think about that. You can't. Let's, let's, let's try to keep Michael Vick in the pocket. <laughs> but the guy the guy was a good quarterback. When he got with Philadelphia, he was a really good quarterback. He was a really good quarterback winning from the pocket. But our goal was just keep him in the pocket. Right. Like We can't, We have no chance if he gets outside of the pocket. He was amazing. He was so scared. You had, you had to pass rush scared against Michael Vick. Think one about of, that. Pass rushing scared against Vick. One of the most underrated wins we've seen in the last 20 years was Michael Vick and the Falcons going on the road at the Packers and winning in Lambeau in the playoffs because yeah. nobody was doing it that at that time. And then all of a sudden, this guy shows up and he's impossible to stop. Yeah. He's absolutely impossible to stop. Coming up, I'm over it. 
and our unsportsmanlike moment of the day, which I think I know what that's going to be next on Sportsmanlike ESPN Radio. For the ones who get it done, Granger offers high quality supplies and solutions for every industry, as well as access to product specialists who have the knowledge and experience to answer your toughest questions. Plus, their commitment to being your safety partner can help you keep your facility safe and your people safer. Call clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done. Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only, exclusions apply. This is the Unsportsmanlike podcast on ESPN Radio. Evan's daughter's favorite song. Let's go. That's right. That's right. I literally picked her up seven years old from school. And she just walked out singing this song at I, w- I would be mortified. I was proud. I would, be, I would be mortified. I was proud. Maybe I shouldn't be. I don't know. No, I don't think you should. <laughs> I'm very proud of her. Very proud of her. It's Sportsmanlike on ESPN Radio, presented by Progressive Insurance, along with Michelle Smallman, Chris Canty, Evan Cohen. With you, it is time now for where the time where Pat Costello, our producer, who just told us that he only remembers Bill Parcells as the Cowboys coach, which is just amazing, and it tells you how young he is, that he doesn't know Parcells is with the Jets or the Patriots I think or that the goes Giants. The, I think that goes the other way, F. It how old we are. It, it, there yeah, you go. Yeah. I think that goes the other he way. Is, he is only a giant to me. And I know you played for him with the Cowboys, but yeah. he is only a giant to me. And he coached the Pats. But uh, Pat is always angry about something, and today he tells us what he's over. Pat, way, go ahead. Drew Bledsoe, also a Cowboy in my mind. But oh, okay, that's just really? Weird. That's, that's just weird. It's when I was sports conscious, man. Um... Anyway, the first one that I'm over is people who complain about losing their sports bets. I truly just don't care that you lost $8 in your 12-team parlay because Patrick Mullins slid instead of scoring. Please stop telling me this. It's just the same thing as telling me about your fantasy team and how you lost by three points. I don't care. I really don't. I'm over it. I totally agree with you. I think it's – is anyone in the world going to argue that? Who would care about someone else's bets and fantasy? I don't get it. No, but we put this in the same bucket as your bad travel stories, right? Yeah. I don't want to hear about your betting. I don't want to hear about your fantasy team, your delay on your flight, and I don't want to hear about your CrossFit workouts either but or your we, paleo diet. You but do we really about a workout? But do we really not want to hear about your bad bets, though? I mean, Scott Van Pelt literally has a part of his show that is dedicated to bad beats. True. So there is a part of it that it's like, okay, you're our people, you're a fellow DJ because you bet on sports <laughs> and, and nah. you potentially can no, find but yourself. Here's on what, no, I disagree. Disagree. I totally disagree. How do you disagree? Because what SVP and Stanford Steve do on SportsCenter is they give you the moments that change the outcome of the bets. They don't give you – Chris Canty lost $8 because of the parlay. They give you these crazy moments. It's a bad beat. I know, but I don't think they they make it mass appeal, and it's not specific to Pat lost the bets. But I mean – Okay, it might not be specific, but we're talking about folks losing bets based on what happens at the end of games in crazy ways. Yes, yes. I, ag- I agree, but 
But, oh, here we go. Okay, see, here's the thing. Jerry? Smalls, All over it. Smalls at M. Smallman, you look at on the TV What's your side. workout plan? Smalls says she doesn't like when people tell them her about workouts or travel. There are multiple tweets from Smalls What's the about date workouts and travel. Wow. What's the date on and this one? And she literally told me behind this the scenes here. This has to be like 2009. In a break where she's like, I had this workout class last night and uh-huh. it, was, it was an amazing class, oh, but it made God. me not hungry as a result and now I'm really hungry. Listen to it. I mean- Really? See? This is me. Really? This is me. Now, I've evolved. Can't people change? Exactly. That first tweet was from 2011. Exactly. It might have been my first tweet I ever fired off. I have grown as a person. At, at M. Smallman on Twitter if you want to find old <laughs> ones, I guess. Uh, Man, Jerry Pat, doesn't miss a beat. One? All right, this is the last one I have. Uh, it's people who tweet, or X, or whatever we're calling it now, at mega celebrities as if they're like mid-conversation or they're friends with them. The celebrity's <laughs> never going to acknowledge you. Most likely, they don't even look at that inst- or, uh, X or whatever, and it's kind of embarrassing, so I'm uh, 100% done with that. The other thing is, I'm completely hypocritical because I've absolutely done this. But look, this isn't about me. It's, it's about no. everyone else that oh, makes So me. who are you tagging in the That's tweets? That's what I'm saying. Who's, Pat, who's Pat who, who, who are you Xing? I've definitely tweeted at The Rock before. It's so funny you say that. The Rock. I swear to God. I was about to just say, the one celebrity I actually think would read him and be nice and kind and respond is The Rock. He's the greatest guy. There's He's no the, way. You, I've seen him. The do Rock it. is a business. There's no way that he is going through his own tweets. Maybe if he's bored. So you're saying he's got a ghostwriter with his Come tweets? On. There's somebody else well, that's got access to the account. That's he is a social media exactly, manager. Exactly. Just like, you think Tom it. Brady's firing off those clever tweets? There is no way. Some of them. No. I mean, he does have a. I know there is. He's talked about the company that he has in there Boston no that does a lot of it for him. That he's but that relevant club. Okay, so if I said to you, there's one megastar that you could actually <laughs> see. Oh my God. Pat's, Pat's action figures, his legend corner yeah, with his see, action kit. I told you, I'm a hypocrite. But Wait, look, this bu- isn't about me. Buff this is Bagwell's on there? Yeah, wow. Shout out to Buff Bagwell. He's the stuff, man. Wow. The girls can't get enough. Yeah, so if I'm The Rock, I need to block, restrict, and potentially get a restraining order on Pat Costello. <laughs> is there all one, of the thing, I need all of the protections against that dude. Is there one mega celebrity that you think, oh, you know what, could respond and is like so nice and you could see doing that? Because The Rock would have been my answer. Well, yeah. you know who's going to respond, but it might not be nice, is Kevin Durant. Oh, yeah, you know, <laughs> with one of his several ex-accounts. Right. Kevin Durant is himself. He's got himself, he's got the burners, he's got That's all of right. the things. All right, now, time for our unsportsmanlike moment of the day where... <laughs> We play, we play funny sounds that is memorable, of course, from either our show or the sports world, and we pick a winner. Um, let's go with Micah Parsons first here. Let's go Micah Parsons, who um, had this to say at a press conference about children and influencers. 10, 11-year-olds like, do you like that? He throws an interception. I was like, what the hell? Like, what? I, said, I said, parents, y'all got to get them from Twitter. Like, you know, it, it's just... So, you know, y'all got to realize the influence that you guys have in these platforms because, listen, I don't want no 10-year-old telling me that my quarterback stands. <laughs> okay, he's mad that the 10-year-olds are going at him. Now, here's the thing. As a parent mm. of a 10-year-old and a 7-year-old, and my son does not have the 10-year-old social media, I'm not interested in giving that to him or that opportunity yet. Mm-hmm. Be a parent first before you point fingers there, Micah. Sometimes these kids are impossible to control, and they're really smart, and they know how to do things in a way that, like, I don't know how to do. They're not, Technology-wise, they are so far ahead of us. So oh. all I'm saying is, Micah Parsons, unbelievable football player. I do not believe he's a parent yet. If, God willing, you want to be a parent, just remember you said that. 
Just saying. Respect to the kid that has enough confidence to go up to Michael Parsons and say, yeah, your quarterback needs to be better. I'm all about that. That kid is going places. Whoever that kid is, is not starstruck, not afraid of the moment, unlike what some people have said about Dak Prescott. That kid will step up and say what's on his mind and speak his piece. So shout out to that kid because that kid is going to be a future leader. I'm not afraid to go to the best defensive player on the planet and tell him how bad his quarterback is. But kids are going to tell you the truth. I love and I love that. So again, you might want the filter, but I mean, it might be a little bit of truth to what the kid is saying. And, it and this is Michael Parsons, a hit dog or holla, ain't that what they say? Well, he he has a five year old and a newborn. So I apologize that I said he doesn't have kids. He, his kids are not old enough to be able to do this on their own. Trust me, my son is doing pranks on social media with my own family. Mm. Right, pranks. He's a- He'll call, he'll just call and hang up. I mean, he's like, he's a kid. He'll Is your refrigerator running? Like yeah. that type of thing? I mean, he's funny with that. I like, at some points, I, I laugh from it. But again, God willing, if you guys want to be parents one day, you'll experience this that it's easier said than done to control a 10 year old. Now, Canty supporting the 10 year old heckler, not something I saw coming. Well, why would I be against it, though? Isn't it awesome? This the is great. The 10 year old heckler? Yes. Eh, again, I mean, listen, when you have a 10 year old, then come back to me on no, that. I, I, but I love the fact, what you're talking about your 10 year old pulling pranks on everybody in your family, including you. Yeah, that is funny. Yeah, I mean, exactly. Yeah, so, funny. what's wrong with the 10 year old heckling Dak Prescott? Everybody else does. All right. Why, now, why, why can't he take his shot? He's like, Get it his seems pound fun. of flesh. Exactly. <laughs> now, that was, that was fun. That was memorable. Micah gave us something. On sportsmen like to talk yeah. about, and we there enjoyed it. Yeah. yeah, but it's not as good as this from one Chris Canty earlier today. Ray Lewis would come in like he was he was a guy that would take on the blocker and shed him and then make the tackle. A lot of linebackers need to be covered up by defensive tackles. Ray Lewis wasn't that dude for the majority of his career. Like when he was in his prime, there was nobody that was doing it better. I figured something out. What's up? Okay, I figured <laughs> I, I can't believe you I have an figured, epiphany. I had an epiphany. All right, now let's play the isolated sound if we could of from from Chris Canty. Go ahead. You know what it is? You were talking about the most fierce, intense football player maybe ever in Ray Lewis. Is there a chance you actually got nervous at the concept of Ray Lewis coming at you on a football field, which couldn't happen because you were both defenders, but you get what I'm saying. Did you actually, tiny bit, get a little nervous in that? No. You know what it is? And just listening to it a couple of times just now, I think I was trying to explain it, and I was too far in the weeds, mm-hmm. it was too inside of baseball, so I was trying to bring it back out and explain oh, you're actually going how, with the special, radio definition how here. special Ray Lewis actually was. Like I was trying to do too much in explaining the minutia of playing the linebacker spot when I should really just say this is the dude that would knock the hell out of everybody that would come across the middle of the football field. <laughs> Exactly. It's just the That's how those guys would look when they got up. Maybe some of those guys were saying because they wasn't right in the head after Ray Lewis hit them. There yeah. is a fear <laughs> element. So then maybe you were, maybe you were projecting someone else's fear. Yeah, exactly. That's maybe like what you're Dustin doing. Keller on Sunday Night Football. That's what he looked like after Ray Lewis hit him in the Meadowlands. That was Dustin Keller. If he's running at you, that's what you're saying. Uh, if he's running at me, I'm running the other way. What do you mean if he's running at me? Oh, I would you be catch, you, if he's running at you and you're running the other way, he's still going to catch you. He's you gonna know get no, I'm very fast. I yeah, beat you in right. a 40 Said nobody ever. Greeny next. Nice. <laughs> We're on to Monday. It's Unsportsmanlike on ESPN Radio. <laughs> Thanks for listening to the Unsportsmanlike podcast on ESPN Radio. You can listen to Unsportsmanlike live weekdays from 6 to 10 a.m. Eastern on ESPN Radio, the ESPN app, and on Sirius XM Channel 80.
You can also watch on ESPN2 and on ESPNU. Unsportsmanlike with Evan Canty and Michelle. Have you ridden an electric e-bike yet? You need to check out Electric E-Bikes today, the number one selling e-bike in America. Two things stand out that bikers love about electric. Number one, the majority of their models come pre-assembled, so you don't need to be a bike savant to ride them. Number two, electric wants to empower riders to spend more time exploring outside on their bikes, so they've made range a priority. Long-range batteries allow riders to hit typically around 65 miles of range or up to 150 miles on some models. Bonus, electric has purposefully priced their bikes to be affordably awesome. So you don't have to break the bank to get these sweet rides. See why people who have made the switch to electric bikes have fallen in love with biking again by visiting electricebikes.com. That's L-E-C-T-R-I-C-E-B-I-K-S dot com.